Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome, everyone, to the 420th episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Whereas I figured I'd give you an update into where I am in my current New York City Marathon training schedule. Sounds uh, good. This past weekend. Yeah, this past weekend. Um, well, I guess to take a step back, the standard marathon training schedule that one wants to follow tends to be around 18 weeks, 18 consecutive weeks of running. Okay. Uh, the number of days per week run can average between four to seven days, depending on your level of fitness and your goals for the race. But I think on average, the, the smart amount to run is five days a week, uh, one day a week being cross training, and then a day of rest. Okay. Now, I'm still working my way up to five days. I'm currently at four days. Uh, but um, what's interesting is where I am. I'm currently sort of in the the meat of training. Um, this week, the the long run, uh, there's this concept where in a week of running, you have a recovery run, which tends to be low and slow, low mileage, slow pace. Okay. You'll have a day where you're running at a pace uh, of like well race pace or something where you are um, running a little bit faster whether it's your half marathon pace or your marathon pace you want to do like a, a midweek sort of decently sized run it tends to be you know somewhere around a little bit under half of your long run uh, so right now for me that would be like seven to eight miles in the middle of the week uh, there's a day where you may want to do speed drills or hill drills where you'll do like 200 meters or four, you know, basically a quarter of a mile or a half a mile at a certain fast speed. And then you jog for another quarter mile. And then you run hard for a quarter mile or a half mile and you rinse and repeat that for three to four miles. Or you do hills. You find a nice, you know, long hill. With some, with some decent elevation, and you might have to run up that like eight times or right. ten times or whatever it is. And the reason for the variability is because you're working out different muscles in your legs. The So the variability is good for that, but also what you want to do is you want to string together consecutive days of running because you want to build that muscle and you want to build that foundation on tired legs where your body is capable and certainly comfortable running uh, with fatigue uh but the most important run each week let's just say you had to like you got busy at work something came up in your personal life whatever whatever you can skip all those runs in the middle of the week the one run a week they ask that you try not to skip is the long run right because this is just the most amount of time that you'll spend moving on your legs at one go uh, now, this doesn't mean necessarily that you have to like be constantly running the entire time. You can walk a little bit. You can take a break. But the idea is in one session, you get the requisite number of miles. Um, 
And so this week for me, I was at 15 miles. 15 is still not too bad. 15 is still pretty much on the shorter end of like, you know, you're, you're not too stressed out about it. I'm at a point right now based on my, my fitness and what I'm training for that if you ask me to wake up and run a half marathon, I could just do that kind of no problem. Now, regardless of like speed and time, those would be, you know, a very different conversation. I think at my peak, uh, like maybe four years ago, right before the pandemic, my half marathon, like when you came to cheer me on, right? Right. Like around that time, my half marathon time was around an hour, 43 minutes, which is decent. Yeah. Um, But nowadays it's around two hours. Uh, you know, I've put on some weights. I've, I've definitely like had a lot more miles on my legs, and so you know, maybe shedding some weight, doing some uh, some lifting and some strength again could get me certainly to like those uh, those faster paces. But um, this week with fifteen, it was tough because I am I was signed up for a ten k race. Ten k is six point two miles. Okay. So you figure 15 miles minus 6.2 is about nine. I got to figure out how to fit nine in after this. And so <laughs> when I wake up, there's like, it, dude, it's pouring rain outside. <laughs> now, running in the pouring rain is not the worst thing because it keeps you cool. It's a little different. It's like a different sensation. You're sort of, you know, it's, it's not the same uh, weather day in, day out. And so I get out of the apartment. The race is supposed to start at 8 a.m. I leave my apartment at 7.30, and I just slowly jog. I jog from the front of my apartment building, you know, to Central Park, down Central Park East, past the Met Museum, uh, into the park, to the starting line. With about two minutes to go, and I look at my watch, and I pause it. I'm at 1.67 miles. I'm like, okay, you know, 1.67. You add a 10K on that. That looks to be about 9, right? 6.2 plus 1.7, we'll say. It's close to 9, yeah. give or take. And I was like, all right, well, if it's 9, then a, a full loop of Central Park is 6 miles. Um, okay. And that was the 10K race was a full loop. Um, so if you, if you on your side, if you pull up my Strava map, you'll see that it's a full outer loop of Central Park. And so I'm like, right, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. I'll I'll run with the race for the first half. There's like a couple hundred, you know, a couple like low thousand of people all running together. It keeps it different. It feels like there's some camaraderie. We're all running in a race together. Yeah. The frustrating thing is, it's hard for me to turn off like race day adrenaline because once I like when I was jogging over to the race, I was jogging pretty slowly. Like maybe mid tens or something. I don't remember what I was doing. I'll pull it up real quick. Um, I was like jogging, just to like warm up the body. I wasn't like pushing, just to get the the joints greased up. But then once the um, once the race started, it was interesting because I just started to push the pace a little bit more than I maybe should have. And then so you'll see that uh, if you have my Strava up, the. Uh, the uh what's it called my splits start yeah. to drop pretty quickly i you do know? see that yeah the first you see it goes 10 47 to 10 22 that's just me jogging to the park not mm-hmm. a big deal it's just it's like you know navigating traffic navigating stoplights not turning off my watch whatever whatever right right and then mile three is really where it starts you see it drops to 934 and then 922 922 pretty consistent yeah 
and then 925, and then it drops down to like 903, 859, and then like, oh, well, then you see when I like, (laughs) I took a break after the race Uh because I had to pause my watch after I crossed the finish line, and then make my way out of the race area, go to the side where I was able to eat some uh, nutrition, whether it was like my sports gel, drink some water, and then like make my way back onto the course uh, by walking around the spectators and then just start another lap. But here's the thing. When it was raining out, it was still relatively cool because you've got the water hitting your face and it's like washing away all the salt and it's keeping the temperature relatively cool. But after I was done the race, it stopped raining and the sun came out and then you could see that it was starting to evaporate all of the precipitation and all the, uh, all the puddles on the ground. So it started to feel like a jungle haze, you know, that steam when it comes off the ground. Yeah. So the, so the humidity was at like 85% temperatures at like 70 some now 70 some normally is pretty cool. But in the sun, in that humidity, it's pretty brutal. And so that's why my speeds just started to like, you know, drop crazy. 10.06. You know, I held on at 9.56 and 10.16. But then there was like mile 12 to 12.31. Well, I actually just stopped for a second to take my bib off. But like it was, it started to get pretty rough. And, and I'm pretty grateful that I was able to, um, and you can see that like if you scroll down, like my heart rate really drops at one point. Uh, or the speed really drops, and that was because I was like stopping to take off my race bib because my race bib was had melted essentially Oof. in the rain, and like all down my left leg Ooh. were like little rolled up bits of paper. Yeah, yeah. Because like my my uh, my running like tank top was rubbing up against the paper, and so that friction is causing it to sort of peel off and collect on my leg. So it feels like I've got like all this gunk on my leg, and so I just like sort of wiped it all off and you know threw it in the trash. Uh, but I'll tell you this: like in those conditions, it was probably the toughest run that I've had this training season because I kept finding these like intrusive thoughts telling me you should just stop, bro. Just say you you know just say it was too tough today, and you'll try again later. And it was just like, you know, mm. it, it's such an alluring mm-hmm. feeling to be like, you know what? Yep. You don't have to do this. You can stop. And so it was this constant mental battle to fight with like all of my energy to say, no, we're not stopping. I know it sounds really nice to stop. We're not going to fall for it. And in fact, we're just going to have to push through it. So by the time I got done it was like my was mentally exhausted with like fighting off all the rationalization to stop and all that stuff and and there's this concept with like extreme endurance sports called a pain cave where you just have to be super comfortable in this mental state where your body is physically uncomfortable where you fight the urge to stop to say i can keep going i'm way tougher than my mind thinks i am and once you break through, then you find yourself much more comfortable with your surroundings. So when you're huffing and puffing, when your chest is tight, when your back is sore, when your shoulders are hunched over, when your arms are tired, when your legs are tired, when your ankles are sore, it's you don't find that as a reason to stop when there's like the first bit of discomfort. You find out. It's sort of like, you know, you just find out how tough you actually are. And how your body is primed to just keep moving if it's in a state of moving. 
that you know you just sort of lead into that discomfort and you find that after a certain point your body starts to acclimate better and then you continue to sort of find your way so that's that's all i really have to say but like it was it was an interesting world to fight through the urge to, to stop and to quit on myself yeah but it had been a long time since i've been in as tough a conversation like that because i i tell you you know we had to go afterward to see Carol's parents because like her sister was in town to bring her niece down from connecticut so we were celebrating her niece's birthday but like on the drive over i am so incredibly exhausted that like i'm basically hanging on by a thread because i'm like mentally not only physically having run 15 miles that's one thing like you know you can be physically tired but still like mentally alert mm-hmm. but it's another thing to be like i just walked out of an sat test <laughs> and i'm like i'm ragged after this you know what i mean yeah so uh that feeling that you're that you were fighting like that that that's just classic uh but for me that's just like way fewer miles <laughs> it's that way yeah. i have that conversation with myself at way fewer miles i'm like yeah man that's not you don't have it today um yeah so uh yeah, that sounds that sounds brutal. That sounds real brutal. I guess that's I guess that's partially why you need those eighteen weeks, right? You need to not just build up the miles, but also build up that mental and convince yourself that you can do it. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's kind of wild because normally I'm a little bit more positive about these things. But it just felt like uh, it was just whatever it was, whether it was me, because like, you know, the past few long runs, I've been doing it with friends. So when you're running with friends, you can talk, you can bullshit, you know, the entire run, keep your mind off things as a social event. You don't, it's not the same as running alone, but I was running alone it was much more of a monastic experience and, and sort of remind, brought me back to my roots of training for the first few marathons where I did a lot of those long runs alone and it's a really contemplative experience but it's a really hard one because there is a lot of like you said just like these instances of you don't have it today you don't have to have it today it's like the siren call you know like you hear them singing and (laughs) you can follow those voices but you'll crash upon the rocks and drown or you just put your back into it and you keep rowing and I think there's something uh, sort of zen-like where it's like you start to come up with, you know, sometimes I've even gone to the extreme of just coming up with little sayings that you say over and over again uh, every time you strike the ground or it's like uh, some sort of chant you do to just keep your mind off of the, the work at hand, keep you motivated, keep you preoccupied so you can keep going. Yeah. But it's uh, it's going to be... You know, overall, I don't know how the summer has been with you. I know there's been a couple of weeks of, like, really tough weather. But here in New York, it's been a really mild summer. Outside of a few weeks of, like, you know, the the heat dome or the heat wave, like, it really has felt like fall in August. There's been many more. Like, this week. This week is going to be low 60s in the morning and, like, a high of mid-70s. Yeah. That's not August in New York. Similar. We have we have very similar um, weather. We had a, we had two days at a hundred degrees this past week. On I think it was like what Wednesday and Thursday, maybe Tuesday and Wednesday. It was a hundred degrees, and then uh, the following day, like Friday, it was down to like eighty was our high. 
today when I, I I didn't I didn't leave the house too much today, but today was fairly mild. It was largely in the seventies when I went out to um to go pick up dinner. It was like sixty eight, I think is what my car said. Looking at the forecast now, I see lows 63, 59, 54, 58, 68, and then highs like in the 70s. Uh, Wednesday, the high 67, which is crazy. Um, but then by Saturday, it's going to be high 86. So yeah, fairly, fairly mild. Um, I want to say it was, it was honestly, it was more of a fair, it was a fairly mild July or fairly mild August. Yeah, fairly mild August. We didn't run the, we didn't run the AC very much this August, which is kind of weird. Um, I think we had much hotter days in July. I'm trying to quickly check my, my nest app, but I'm not sure I'm able to get it quickly enough here. I wish I, I wish we had a nest to be honest with you. I like the fact that the nest gives you this feeling of like, you can turn things on, you can turn things off. I bet you can see how much you're spending, what like the graphs are. Like I'm such a data whore for stuff like that. Just to <laughs> feel like you're optimizing stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's struggling a little right now. From I'm honestly not sure why. Um, but yeah, it it's definitely nice. I mean, if like the honestly, the main reason we got it was it was nice to be able to set it when we were coming home from like vacation or something so like say we went away for the winter and um like we went away for the winter and we flew back in town and we wanted to set our um we wanted to be able to like start heating the place before we got home so it wasn't cold we were able to do that mm -hmm. so yeah 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 what's interesting though is one of the fun aspects of living in this particular co-op building is our energy bills are capped and, oh. like we pay us we pay a flat rate for energy every month um now that that rate gets renegotiated every year mm -hmm. but even if you like in the winter time you spend a fraction of that because heating is like it's, it's also covered but it's not under electric uh because it's furnace right so it's like steam whatever right but in the wintertime, you tend to pay less. And in the summertime, like in my old apartment, when I was living on the 45th floor, south, west, and northern exposures, there were weeks where like, you know, because it's, you know, it's a modern building. There's all glass. People think that's really cool. But then you don't realize that like at that height, when the sun beats down on your glass, it's basically heating an oven. And so you have to spend so much money to turn the AC on and keep it on. There were days, I'm telling you, dude, for like a 800 square foot apartment, I'd pay $400 in like uh, in like uh, utilities that month in the summertime just to keep it cool. Like, can you imagine if like you couldn't afford to keep your like you'd be you'd no. be like that's why no. so many people yeah. spend their days in public areas at the movies at the like shopping in stores because. You know, it's easier to be outside. Now, you know, God forbid, you know, thankfully, you don't, you know, if you don't have a pet, it can be fine. But, like, if Oliver's indoors, we can't have him just, like, roast and die. So, right. like, our apartment has to be set, like, no higher than 75 degrees for the guy. Um, and so it's just, like, one of those things where with this particular unit, the way that they have negotiated a bulk rate with our uh, utility provider, it's interesting that, like, you know, we only pay, like, a hundred and some dollars a month 
for energy that's baked into our like we'll call it our HOA bill. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. So I'm looking at this now. Um, so with Nest, you cannot view more than ten days uh, of history. Um, the best you can do is look at the Nest monthly reports that they send you in emails. But I can tell you just over the last 10 days here. So we have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven days where we didn't use the AC at all. Um, so, you you know, just use the window, like open the windows. It was generally cool enough or just like used a, um, a like a fan while we were working in whatever room. But on Thursday... We used it because this is one of the days that was 100 degrees. Thursday, we used it for seven. We used the AC for seven hours, seven and a, and a half hours. And uh, on Wednesday, we used it for over eight hours. Um, last Sunday, so a week ago, we used it for four and a half hours. We generally don't use our AC a lot. So we usually try to avoid using it, like mostly because we are sitting in whatever room and we'll turn on yeah. a fan and just slightly or open the window or whatever it is. Um, and yeah, like you mentioned, it's been fairly mild out uh, a lot of the time, but yeah, those like using it for eight hours is, is pretty ridiculous for us. Like it was the AC just like kept kicking on all night. You like just hear it like the AC just powering on at like three in the morning. And that's pretty unusual for us. Cause like it's set to like, I don't know, 80 degrees or something like that. Uh huh. So yeah. Yeah, it's interesting how like those things can change depending on where you are. Uh, I mean, it sounds you know fine when you say it out loud, but it's like it's always fun to see like oh you do this and I do this and and so on and so forth. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to update you on like being in sort of the the, the belly of the beast with my training, um, and. And sort of having this like almost like come to Jesus where I felt like I was being really tested mentally and just like being really proud of myself for with the fortitude to be like, you know what? You want to stop? You totally could stop, but you didn't stop. And, yeah. and that was, uh, it was nice to be able to prove that to myself that, you know, I, I, I have the discipline to do it. I think that's one of the big reasons why I, uh, I do this, which is proving to myself that you know adding a little discipline is uh is not a bad thing and that it's just you know because like in your day-to-day because i you know obviously i don't have kids yet that like and i work in front of a computer all day that just like finding ways to feel like i'm getting tested in a physical sense uh feels really helpful and so uh just you know finding ways to be comfortable with being uncomfortable is, yeah. uh, is something that I'm like, you know, I, 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 is one of the main drivers as to why I, I run marathons. I'll say, cause the, the, the marathon distance and the amount of work that it takes to, uh, to achieve it is just long enough to be, um, to be bearable. Uh, but then also, um, just hard enough to be like to make the achievement seem significant yeah at least for me no i I get it definitely get it yeah Yeah. appreciate you sharing um yeah yeah yeah. so that's it i'm happy to i'm happy to get out of here for this week keep it short yeah sounds good
All right, cool. All right. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See everyone next week.